Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Castor, and I'm here as always with my trusty co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? Good, Adam. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was very good. Good. Yeah. We had a small, small little get-together with the uh, with the immediate family. No no arguments or anything. Um, in, uh, yeah, enjoyed some Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is always a fun holiday. I feel like it's the best holiday besides Christmas, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's up there besides, besides Christmas slash Hanukkah. I think, I think Thanksgiving is, I would say it is the, the best holiday. Yeah. You, you get to sit, you get to eat and you get to watch football. I mean, what's better than that? Not much, not much. That's basically all that we do. That's and now true. And now you get an excuse to do it. Very fair. Uh, I'm happy to, to uh, hear that you had a fun Thanksgiving, and so did I. And uh, so let's preview Sunday's games. Yeah. Well, shall let's, we? Let's do that after I lost a lot of money gambling on Thanksgiving. Oh. Don't get so down on yourself. It's okay. Uh, shit happens. Did you take that advice, that Texans uh, advice that you, uh, gave, your, that you gave uh, on the waiver show? No, I did not take it. Oh, I ended let's... up not taking it. Anyway, so uh, let's talk about Sunday. And we'll start off with the 1 o'clock games. It's a nice lean slate. You know, there are no teams on by, but in my, basically the way that this works, in my mind, is that it's like you have six teams that are on by because it's six teams that are not playing on Sunday. So right. we have a, a leaner slate of games. But we still have the usual uh, bunch of one o'clock games, and then you have three four o'clock games on the Sunday nighter and the Monday Monday nighter. So let's start off with uh, the Los Angeles Chargers heading to Buffalo, making the West Coast trip up to cold, shivering Buffalo to play the Buffalo Bills. And you know, after what happened uh, on Sunday, where the Chargers made can eke out, eked out a close win against the Jets. Uh, but Justin Herbert, I mean, he really reinforced the fact that he is a, he's a must-start every single week. And, you know, the Bills' defense really has shown vulnerability over these past couple of weeks. I know they were on bye uh, in week 11, but they have shown vulnerability. Yeah, they have, especially when it comes to uh, trying to defend the run. So that could be yeah. good news for, uh, for Caleb Balazs. Yes, and it might only be about another week or so of Kalen Balaj because uh, it looks like that Austin Eckler might be coming back in early December, like we've said. It's being talked about, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully for people that, that uh, stuck with him and let, kept him on IR, then that, that, that is good news. That's very good news. So going to the starter meter – where would you put put somebody like Justin Herbert going to Buffalo, making the West Coast trip at one at one o'clock? Also, I mean, you had to deal with the with the time zones as well, different weather conditions. I mean, the guy has spent his entire life on the West Coast of the United States, and is this a tough game for him? This guy's going to be writing an autobiography about Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah, it's it's a tough matchup. Is that the uh, the usual nice matchup that Justin Herbert has had? But 
I mean, he's looked incredible. I mean, you're you're not going to bench Justin Herbert. So, um, for me in the starter meter, he's an eight. Okay, he's an eight. Yeah, you're you're starting him, no doubt about it. What about uh, the running backs, Josh Kelly? Uh, that Kellen Balage. Yeah, Josh Kelly, Kellen Balage. Uh, Kelly's like a two. Kalen Balage is he's like a seven. It's like a seven. I have, him, I have him as a top 20 play. And you got to like the receivers in this game yeah. also. Yeah. Yeah, Keenan Allen will have Keenan Allen kind of day. He's a 10. You're, you're starting him. I don't think there's any real debate as to whether or not you're going to be, uh, be sitting Keenan Allen. I have him as a top six play on the week. Uh, Mike Williams, that's an interesting one because he could see a little bit of Tredavious White. So Mike Williams, I'm going to downgrade a little bit. Uh, I'm going to say he's a five, but he is a top 35 play. And the rest of the receivers, not really worth uh, talking about there. Is this one of the situations where you think that it's like, since Trey White isn't really like a shadow corner per se, he does, but not always, which is why you don't think that like he's going to be on Keenan Allen constantly. He's gonna he's gonna be around the field because Keenan Allen is gonna be around the field all around. Well, I think they're field. also gonna move Keenan Allen around a lot too. I think they'll move him inside. They'll keep him outside in certain plays. But I think, I think that the Chargers are smart. They're gonna do what they have to do to make sure that uh, Keenan Allen does not see a lot of uh, Tre'Davious White because, like you said, Adam, that's correct. Tre'Davious White is not necessarily a shadow corner per se. Yeah, he's no Darrell Rivas, but uh, I think there. I mean, especially also if Josh Norman plays, this might be. A bit of a tougher matchup uh, for for the Chargers receivers, but the Chargers receivers are good, so I I wouldn't be overly cautious about this for them. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 a fine matchup for Keenan Allen, and again, he should be doing his usual self. You're, this is not a matchup where you're uh, you're you're going back and forth as to whether or not you're going to be starting Keenan Allen. You're starting Keenan Allen. Yep. And then Hunter Henry. Mm, Hunter, I would say he's like a seven. I've liked I liked his increase his increased usage over the last couple of weeks. So yeah, I have I have him as a top seven play. Yeah. It was middle of the road tight end one. And then for Buffalo, Josh Allen. I wonder what you're gonna put Josh Allen. 10. Yeah. 10. I mean, he's kind of in the same mold as Justin Herbert. You're not going to be sitting Josh Allen. That's fair. That's pretty fair. Uh, what about the running backs? Devin Singletary, Zach Moss? Fives. I don't have either of them inside my top 30. The Chargers are pretty vulnerable against the run, though. They are, but this is a run. This is an, a pass-first team with Buffalo. So... The running backs don't excite me. Well, yeah, I, would gar- I would guarantee that you have a better option on your team than one of Devin Singletary or Zach Moss. I would guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, looking, I just just looking at the uh, the fantasy pros rankings, they're back to back at thirty five and thirty six. I think I have them lower than that. Put yeah. it this way. Put it this way. If you are questioning whether or not you're going to be starting Zach Moss, Zach Moss or Devin Singletary, 
odds are you are not making the playoffs. That is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're around like Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, David Montgomery, Chase Edmonds, James White. I think I'd rather have all of those players over yeah, Singletary easy. and Moss. Easy, easy. So, all right. And then uh, the wide receivers. Diggs. Diggs is like a nine. I'm not going to say he's a perfect 10 because he'll be going up against Casey Hayward and Casey Hayward is one of the best corners in football, but Diggs, yeah. is, still a, Diggs is still a start. I mean, you, you're, you're starting Diggs. I wouldn't really, really worry about it, but the matchup, the matchup draws a little bit of a downgrade, but not enough for me to really, you know, question if you're going to be starting um, Stefan Diggs in, in this matchup, you're, you're starting Diggs and you yeah. know, that's that he's still, he's still a top five play for me. So you're going to go ahead and you're in your, uh, and you're going to start him. John Brown, I would have him in deep leagues. I would have him as like a six. Um, Cole Beasley, I would say he's probably six as well. But I would say only only in, in, in deep leagues. I have Cole Beasley and John Brown hovering around that, that top 50-ish mark. One interesting thing to note about Casey Hayward is that he left uh, the Jets game early. He, yeah, so that's worth monitoring. And if he doesn't play for some for some reason, then then uh, yeah, that definitely upgrades the matchup for the uh, Bills receivers. He suffered a groin injury in the get in the uh, Jet game. So there you go. There you go. All right. Speaking of, let's talk about the Jets and the Dolphins because the Bills tight ends are not really worth uh, talking about. And uh, one big thing injury-wise for the Jets, we talked about this on the waiver show, is that Michael P. Ryan is out for this game. He has a high ankle sprain. That's going to be a couple of weeks, I th- according to uh, according to the offensive guru himself, the quarterback whisperer, Adam Gaze. And so we'll be seeing more of Frank Gore and Ty Johnson at running back. And... Uh, also, the uh, other thing that's worth monitoring is Sam Darnold. Because it, not that you're going to be starting Sam Darnold, but just if you're thinking about starting one of Rashad Perriman or Jamison Crowder. Because really, if Joe Flacco is starting, then it's, then it's an upgrade for Perriman. And if Darnold's starting, it's an upgrade for, for Crowder. Correct. But really, it's not – yeah – it doesn't really inspire too much confidence. I'll say that. I think that might be another one where if you're starting Jamison Crowder or Brashad Perryman, you probably are not in playoffs. You can have them in your roster, but if you're really thinking about starting them, then I got news for you. Well, especially with the corners in Miami, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Correct. So as far as your starting meter is concerned, where do you have Tua? Seven. Good start. What about, uh, I mean, Matt Breed is healthy now. Yep. And so it's going to be Matt Breed and Salvin Ahmed starting mm-hmm. at running back. Yep. So where do you have them? Uh, Salvin Ahmed, I have him as a seven. I have him as a top 24 play. 
and Matt Breida, I have as a four. I don't have him inside my top 50. And then the receivers. I mean, Devontae Parker, you got to think he's going to be having a, he's going to be having a game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Devontae Parker. If there is ever a week that you would be starting Devontae Parker, I think this is it. Um, I have him just inside my top 30, but I would say he's a seven solid, solid play. Devontae Parker revenge game. Could be. That's Adam be. Gaze. Nice fuck you to Adam Gaze. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jets fans like to say that too. So Yeah, it's true. And um Jakeem Grant. We No. We, yeah. No. I don't have I don't have him inside my top sixty. Wow. Yeah. He had to go out of the range just to just to illustrate the point that you really don't have him yeah. anywhere. The fall the fall from grace. Yeah. I mean, it's not every day that you can get a punt. You only get like one one punt return touchdown a year, true. Or two. So, true. if that's your upside, then that's not really upside. Nope, not at all. And what about Mike Kosicki? Six. He's a high end tight end too. All right. And for the Jets, I mean Frank Gore is a start. They've been giving him they've been giving him a fair amount of carries, but I mean, I don't know. You wouldn't be comfortable starting him. I have him inside my top forty. It's like a six if you're looking for volume, maybe. But other than that, that's about it. Yeah. And uh monitor the quarterback situation, of course. So next game. Arizona and New England. This game has always been very interesting. The Arizona and New England. It's got some upsets. Some really wacky results. Um, I'm just thinking about the last two times that these teams uh, played each other where there were upsets and wacky results. But uh, as far as injuries, I mean, we talked about Rex Burkhead on the, uh, on the waiver show about he, he's going to be out for the season, which is unfortunate with the ACL injury. And that's kind of it so far. So let's go into the starter meter. Where do you have Kyler Murray going up against New England? If he plays, he's a top five play. Yep. Just keep in, keep in mind the progress with that shoulder injury. Yeah. Uh, what about Kenyon Drake? I have Drake. I have Drake inside my top 20. So I would say he's probably a seven. Is this the end of the hype train for Chase Edmonds until 2021? Yes. Yes, in deep leagues, you can flex him, but I wouldn't be expecting a lot. But uh, no matter what happens at corner for New England, I mean, Stephon Gilmore is going to be playing, which it looks like he will be. DeAndre Hopkins, it doesn't really matter. He, you're, you're starting him. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're starting DeAndre Hopkins, yes. And uh, Christian Kirk? Uh, six. Just wondering, who is the backup for Kyler Murray? The backup... For Kyler is... Out of curiosity. That's a very good question. Brett Hundley. Oh. Well, if it's Brett Hundley, then I don't even know. Yeah, I want no part of that. No thanks. And then tight ends. You're not really worrying about Max Williams or Dan Arnold or anything like that. Nope. No. And for New England, Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's like a six. Uninspiring. I, I wouldn't want to start him. Yeah. Well, he has rushing touchdown upside. He does. And that's basically it. That's basically it is right. He has four touchdowns and seven interceptions. Yeah. I would so. I would try and definitely try and avoid Cam if you can. And then the uh, running back situation, uh, Damien Harris and James White. Damien Harris, I have just inside my top 24, so I would say he is a six. As for Mr. James White, I have him as a top 40-ish play, so I would say he's like a four. Only in PPR leagues would I be really considering starting James White, though. What about the receivers? Uh, Nikhil Harry is healthy now, which is good. Uh, Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers, Damian Bird, Demir Bird, sorry. I'm not really inspired. So I would say if I'm starting one of them, I would be starting Jacoby Myers. But none of them really inspire me. Myers is like a is like a five. Demir Bird's like a four. And Nikhil Harry is like a three. Tight ends? No. No, none here. Works for me. All right, next game. Exciting stuff. This game is going to be terrible. Um, this game is going – Giants are should just chalk up this win. They're four and seven. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, Giants at Bengals. And the biggest news, of course, is that it will be Ryan Finley starting at quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals after that hor- horrific knee injury to Joe Burrow. Wishing him a speedy recovery, a healthy recovery. And we'll get back to uh, – doing his thing probably halfway through 2021. Amen to that. So as far as the starting meter is concerned, uh, where would you have Daniel Jones going up against the Bengals? Seven. Great stream. Uh, The running backs, Wayne Gallman, Deion Lewis. Wayne Gallman's a top 20 play. I like him a lot this week. Seven. Uh, The wide receivers, Darius Slayton. Gary Slayton again. He's like a seven. Top 30 play. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Golden Tate. That one's a little lower for me, like a four. Sterling Shepard. Ah, that's, that's the one. That's the one. He is – he's a nine. He's a nine. I love him. He's a, he's a must start for me. And then a tight end, Evan Ingram. He's like a seven. Top ten, top ten play at the position. He's really bounced back. Yeah, he has. He's been a lot more consistent lately, which is which is a good sign. And then uh, for Cincinnati, I just – it's just so depressing. Yeah. Yeah, this is – this is, I think, where we hold our funeral for, uh, for Cincinnati. I mean, you're not starting Ryan Finley. No. No. You're, maybe you're starting Gio Bernard – I would start Gio Bernard. He's like a six. You're not starting Smaje P. Ryan? No. Heavy downgrades for Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, and T. Higgins? Yeah. This is, this is the one where it just gets sad. It just gets very, very, very sad. I feel like I'm going to cry. A.J. Green, I don't have in my top 50 for the week. T. Higgins, I don't have in my top 45. 
and Tyler Boyd, I don't have in my top 35. Please make it stop. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. It's very, very, very sad. Okay, let's move on to a game that's going to be better. A game that's going to be way better than this. Tennessee at Indianapolis. Yes, this will be a good game. Way better than this. Oh, my God. Um, one thing to note is that if you see A.J. Brown on the injury report, please do not panic. It's probably just maintenance, as we say every single week. Correct. Do not panic. Yep. Please remain calm. He's fine. He's he just, fine. He's fine. He just fought off like five guys. He's fine. And scored a touchdown. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. Uh, where is Ryan Tannehill on your starter meter? Uh, this is one I would like to avoid. After if, the clunker he put up? Yeah, uh, this, uh, yeah. yeah, this is one I would love to avoid if at all possible. I have Ryan Tannehill as a four. But one player you're not going to avoid under any stretch of the imagination is Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's an eight for me. He's a, he's a must-start be in name only, but I don't have him as a top-five play. Yeah, I mean, the Colts do have a really good run defense, yeah. lest we forget. I mean, I don't remember Aaron Jones having too great of a day on Sunday. Right, that's actually the guy I have him ranked back-to-back with. I have my number one for the week is Dalvin. My number two for the week is Chubb. Number three is Kamara. Number four is James Robinson. Number five is Josh Jacobs. Number six is Derrick Henry. And number seven is Aaron Jones. Yeah. Fantasy Pros is not of that uh, wavelength. It's not on the same wavelength as you. They have Derrick Henry at three. Three? Do you want to hear their top ten? Because it's actually kind of ridiculous. Please. Humor me. Delvin Cook. Got okay. Nick Chubb at two. Okay. Derrick Henry at three. Alvin Kamara at four. Aaron Jones at five. Josh Jacobs at six. James Robinson at seven. Miles Sanders at eight. Well, they had Antonio Gibson at at nine, but that's irrelevant now. And Kareem Hunt at 10. Wow. I mean, I I don't mind that list all that much. It's not the worst I've ever heard, but it, it, it is definitely different from mine. Please. I can, I can just feel your, we, we've been doing this for so long. I can just feel the anger as you're trying to just, just, it's fine. Don't hold it back. No, I, I think it's, I think really? it's an okay list. Yeah. I mean, it's not the worst. I think it gets weirder later where you have Mike Davis at 11. Uh, they had Zeke at 12. Uh, James Conner at 13, Todd Gurley at 14, and Clyde edwards Slayer at, at 15. Clyde at 15? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Let's uh, move on to the receivers for the Titans. Talk about Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. Uh, A.J. Brown, I would say, is a 7. Corey Davis, I would say, is a 6. Johnny Smith? 6. Is- is he still – he was injured last on – he was injured on Sunday, right? Last Sunday? Yes, and there is, there is some doubt whether or not he is going to play with that ankle injury. So, and if not, of course, Anthony Ferkser. Right, and it would be the same thing. Six. Okay. And for Indianapolis, uh, Phillip Rivers. Five. 
It's interesting. On the 23rd, he uh, pops up, popped up on the injury report, which is kind of fascinating. He uh, popped up um, the injury report with a sore toe. Yeah, he was uh, he was in and out of the blue medical tent during the game against the Packers. So something to monitor. Yep. I don't think it's going to be a situation that keeps him out of this game, though. No, neither do I. Yeah, I'm sure he's played through. He ha- he has played through worse. That is confirmed. He has most certainly played through worse. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm sure he has. I'm like, I know he has. Famous fact. He famously has played through worse. Yes. I couldn't even throw a touchdown in the NFL on two working ACLs. But no, Philip Rivers can just do it on one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then the running backs. What, what's the deal? What's your feeling? What do you see in your crystal ball about the Indianapolis Colts running backs? Um, Jonathan Taylor's like four. Naeem Hines is like a four and Jordan Wilkins is like a two. All right. That works. And then the wide receivers, Michael Pittman. I know he was one of your top waiver ads on the waiver show. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He's, he's a very good play. Six. Uh, what about, uh, Zach Pascal? Three. Who happens to be the uh, Colts' leading receiver, shockingly. Yeah, he's at three. T.Y. Hilton? One. Oh. See, now I'm sad again. <laughs> Join the club. Uh, what about the tight ends? Uh, Morley Cox and Jack Doyle? Uh, Morley Cox is a two. Jack Doyle is a two. All right, let's, uh, we're chugging along here. Let's move on to our next game and that game is Cleveland heading down South to Jacksonville, Duval County. And um, one thing that's worth monitoring, of course, is the deal with Gardner Minshew. I mean, is he, is he on track to play? Is there even talk that he's coming back? I mean, he's questionable. That doesn't really tell you anything. I mean, the Jaguars' offense would be better off if he plays, honestly. Yeah, but not anybody who started the who's starting the Browns' defense. True. It's it's just monitor, It's worth monitoring. Look at like you know, listen to Doug Marone's press conferences. Look at the injury report. The past couple of weeks of the injury report. Past couple of days of the injury report, and see where Gardner Minshew has been progressing, and see if he's actually on track to play against Cleveland. I mean, this is one of those things where like, if you're Gardner, if you're the Jaguars, and you're probably tanking for either Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, then why the hell are you starting Gardner Minshew? Fair. Especially if you're going to be thinking about getting maybe a pick or so for him, a pick or two, a high pick, maybe like a second rounder or a third rounder from a desperate team True. who likes the potential of Gardner Minshew. Yeah, that, that could be a possibility. Or uh, the director of Napoleon Dynamite 2 needs to stand in for Uncle Rico and you can trade and you can send him over there. Send him to Hollywood. But anyway, uh, for Cleveland, where are you putting Baker Mayfield in the starter meter? Baker Mayfield's like a six. Okay. Like six. What about uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? Mm, both nines. Yeah. Well, considering what Joe Mixon did to this team. Yeah. Yeah, they both could go off. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about both of them with 100-yard days. Yep, just like last week. 
Yep. And uh, the receiving core, Jarvis Landry, Richard Higgins. Landry's like a five. Higgins is like a three. You're basically hoping, if you're starting any of these guys, you're hoping that one of them catches a bomb, namely Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I mean, Jarvis Landry still hasn't got a receiving touchdown yet. I was going to say, does he have one yet? I don't know. I was going to say, I didn't think he did. He doesn't. He has a passing touchdown, though. (laughs) Yeah, against Dallas. Yeah. But, yep, that's kind of weird. Super. And uh, the tight ends, Austin Hooper. Hooper's a top 10 play. Uh, He's like, he's a seven. All right. So now let's talk about Jacksonville. Surely. I mean, if if for some miracle the Gardner Minshew starts, then like what, like where are you even putting him? Are you starting him in this game against Cleveland? And two QBs in Superflex, maybe, but I doubt it. He's like a five in dire, dire, dire circumstances. Yeah, and I think that if if it's Jake Luton again, then. James Robinson has to have an, has to be upgraded in this game, also. Yeah, where yeah. I guess he's the same as before, where they're just gonna be running the ball. Well, I mean, I have him as a top five play, so for yeah. me, for me, James Robinson is an automatic start regardless of who's a quarterback. Yeah, makes sense. So then, what about DJ Chark? Also, DJ Chark is like a six tight ends. Anything to worry about? None. There? None. All right, works for me. <laughs> I mean, tight end is such a shallow position. So. It really is. All right, next game, Carolina at Minnesota. The one uh, big thing to note here is for Carolina, especially, is Teddy Bridgewater and the knee situation. Please, please, please pay attention to the injury report and make your make your decision from that because we're only here. We're all... If we if it happens while we're recording, we'll talk about it. But you gotta do your homework too. Correct. So pay attention. <laughs> and for the Vikings, what about Adam Thielen? I mean, do you think he would? Is there a chance that he could make it off the list? There's and, a chance. There's a chance. He just needs to, t- to test negative a couple times, and that's it. Yeah. So it it is entirely possible. All right. So let's go into the starter meter. Where do you have Teddy Bridgewater? Like a four. And then if he doesn't play uh, P.J. Walker? Three. Okay. The running back situation, uh, Mike Davis, Rodney Taylor. It's Mike Davis. And I have Mike Davis as a uh, top 12 play. So he's a seven. Good play. Cool, cool. The receiving trio, D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel. Well, what did we say uh, last week, Adam, on the, on this program, that if Curtis Samuel ended up as the leading receiver for the Panthers, we wouldn't be surprised. He was close, but he was second on the list. So we were, uh, we were right in one regard. Um, Curtis Samuel I have as a five. I think he's a, he's a pretty, pretty good play. You're hoping for a touchdown there. Um, DJ Moore, if it's P.J. Walker, DJ Moore is an eight. If it's Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore is a six. And if it's Teddy Bridgewater for Robbie Anderson, he's a he's an eight. If it's PJ Walker, Robbie Anderson's a six. Makes sense. And what about Ian Thomas at tight end? The one. Okay. And for Minnesota, Kirk Cousins. If Adam Thielen plays, he's a six. If there's no Adam Thielen, he's a four. And here's the easiest one. 
It's Dalvin Cook. 10. Yeah, there you go. Adam Thielen, if he plays. Nine. Justin Jefferson. Eight. Regardless? Regardless. Okay. And uh, Irv Smith Jr., Kyle Rudolph. Five. All right. That works. Especially if Kyle Rudolph's by himself. Then five. Works for me. Um, and this is our next up is our last game of the one o'clock time slot. So it's the Raiders going to Atlanta, playing the Falcons. This should be an interesting matchup for a lot of reasons. Um, mainly because the Raiders, after you know performing valiantly on Sunday night, last Sunday night, going in to try and uh try and get some you know, take out their frustration on a lowly Falcons team at this yeah. point. Yeah, you can say that again. And Matt Ryan potentially being without Julio Jones, who uh, what caught, was basically banged up on, on Sunday. Right. And we've seen that Matt Ryan without Julio Jones is basically a shell of himself. So with that being said, where do you put Derek Carr on your starter meter? Nine. He's my start of the week. Yeah, well, I figured Fantastic you'd be saying Fantastic play. Saying that for, like, everybody on the Raiders at this point. It's Derek entirely Hart, possible. Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Moore. Jacobs is a 10. Yeah. Josh Jacobs is a 10. Um, Hunter Renfro, Nelson Aguilar, Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller. Renfro is a 5. Ruggs is a 5. Aguilar is a 7. Darren Waller is a 10. Works for me. And then for the Falcons, I mean, how much of a downgrade is Matt Ryan without a uh, without Julio Jones? I mean, this is a question I already know the answer to. So, a, a sizable one. Yeah, sizable one. I would say he's a uh, he's a top fifteen play, but he was one that I, he's one that I would like to avoid if all possible. Julio does not play. And Todd Gurley, six, going up against a team that got uh, roasted by Clyde edwards helaire and yep. Love Bell. Yep. Give up Six. three rushing touchdowns. Six. Very, very, very solid play. Top 20 play for me. Julio Jones, if he plays. Nine. Calvin Ridley. Nine. Russell Gage. Five. Hayden Hurst. Six. All right. Cool. And we've made it to four o'clock. Very Do exciting. It. Uh, this game, New Orleans going to Denver. Oh, boy. Drew Brees was placed on IR on Sunday. Terrific. Or Saturday, so we taste some hell once again. One thing that we did not cover on the waiver show, I'm surprised I forgot. One of your biggest uh, complaints is now null and void. Taysom Hill is now only a quarterback in ESPN leagues. Thank God. I saw last week uh, when I was checking the scores and seeing who had Taysom Hill and what happened. So what was the, uh, like the deal that you made with the person that had Taysom Hill? Was it one of those, like, you had to start Taysom Hill? I noticed you didn't have a defense. So was that the, kind of like the, the negotiation, or did you just not say anything? Yep, that was the deal. Okay. And still ended up winning. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, you know, honestly, the defense that he had it, that he had probably – it wouldn't have made a difference. Right. So. Right. So fair play. But now we don't have to worry about that. 
No negotiation required. Taysom nope. Hill is a quarterback. Correct. So with that in mind, where does Taysom Hill rank? Seven. Top 12 play. What about Alvin Kamara? Ten. What about um, Latavius Murray? Six. What about Michael Thomas? Eight. I'm sorry, you didn't say he's a 10. Because Taysom Hill loves Michael Thomas. Uh, he's, he's a good play. He's a good play. He's a top 10 play. Not top five, but top 10. What about the Emmanuel Sanders revenge game? Seven. Uh, anybody else on the Saints for receivers? Mm, nope. And Jared Cook is really it. Yeah. Four. Cool. And for Denver, this is where it gets a bit more confusing. Uh, is Drew Locke a start against the Saints? No. I didn't think so. Yep. Mel- Melvin Gordon? Uh, five. Philip Lindsay? Three. Tim Patrick? Seven. Seven. I like him a lot. KJ Hamler? Three. Deshaun Hamilton? One. Jerry Judy? Oh, yeah. Jerry Judy. Six. Noah Fant? Eight. Okay. Works for me. Uh, next game is oh, this game would have been good if it wasn't for all the injuries. And it is the 49ers going up against the Rams in Los Angeles. And uh, it looks like Tevin Coleman, he's questionable heading into this game. So it looks like he might be, uh, might be coming back and not a moment too soon for the 49ers. This is true. It could, it could, it could potentially be this week. So you got that. Um, where, I mean, you can't be starting Nick Mullins against this, this Rams defense that just like did what they did to Tom Brady uh, last Monday. No, no. Two. Uh, and then the running back situation. McKinnon's a six. Coleman, if he plays, is a four. Regardless? I mean, well, McKinnon's a six regardless of what's going on with Tevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, wide receivers, Brandon Ayuk? Eight. Debo Samuel, if he plays? Six. Richie James? Two. And Jordan Reed? Three. And or, and or Ross Dwelly? One. Yeah, I figured. And for the Rams, Jared Goff? Six. Solid play. Okay. What about the running backs? Jarrell Henderson, Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown. Henderson's like a six. Akers and Brown are like fours. Okay. I mean, you're basically hoping for them to score at this point. Yeah, you're hoping for a touchdown from those guys, correct? And as far as the receivers, you're really only worrying about Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Because it seems like Josh Reynolds is kind of a flash in the pan. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. It's Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Cup is like an eight. Woods is like an eight as well. And the tight ends? Higby, Everett? Fours. Makes Fours. sense. Makes sense. And now, America's Game of the Week. It's actually going to be really fucking good. Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Oh, my goodness. In the sweltering, in the sweltering heat of Tampa Bay. 
you know, Patrick Mahomes could be playing two games in Raymond James Stadium this year. So could Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady plays eight games in Raymond James Stadium. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank you. That was the joke. Yeah. He of already course, has. as usual, as usual, Adam doesn't let me finish. Oh my god! I don't know. Sometimes I can't tell whether or not you're being sarcastic. Uh, I was being uberly sarcastic there, Mister Gaster. Yeah. Anyway, so this game is going to be really good, though. Oh yeah, this is going to be a great game. A really, really, really good game. I mean, the, yeah. So let's just go right into it and start off with my favorite time of uh, of week which is talking about what you're going to be doing with your Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you are starting them on all fronts, and it is the easiest decision that you're going to make all week. You're right. You're absolutely right. So next, since that's all covered, basically, let's talk about the Bucks because that's where it gets more dicey, I feel like. Surely. Not, not by too much, but still. Still dicey. Still dicey enough, yeah. I mean, you're still starting Tom Brady, of course. Yep. Um, but the running backs. I mean. I would say Leonard Fournette's probably a better start this week than Ronald Jones just because this could be a game where Tampa's throwing. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're definitely right. Because if it goes anything like uh, Monday's game went against the Rams, then it's going to be Leonard Fournette. Right. They're not going to be running the ball because they're going to be trying to keep up with that offense that the Chiefs have. True. Very true. Uh, and then the receivers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. Evans is a seven. Godwin's is an eight. Antonio Brown is a six. And the tight ends, Gronk, Cameron Bray. Gronk's a six. Bray's a three. Easy enough. The Chiefs always yeah. make it so easy. The Chiefs make life just so, so easy. Yeah. I wish every, I wish uh, I could you be know, a Chiefs fan. Clyde, I would say, is an 8. I wouldn't say he's a 10, but you're starting him. Mahomes is a 10, Hill's a 10, Kelsey's a 10. Okay. Are people starting Love Bell, you think? No. I hope not. <clears throat> I really hope not. Yeah. Uh, man, why can't they just flex this game into Sunday night and not have us deal with the uh, Bears and the Packers? Preaching to the choir. I know. So our Sunday night game is the Bears and the Packers. Uh, coming off their bye, the big thing we want to we're worrying about for the for the Bears is just the previous injuries that happened. Yep. So uh, the one thing, the couple things to note is that Matt Nagy on Monday he said that it was too soon to announce uh, whether Foles or Trubisky will be starting against the Packers. And they're both injured, so. Keep your fingers crossed as Trubisky. Yes, kind of quite, especially if you own somebody like Allen Robinson. Correct. Hi, and how are you? Yes, I'm good. I also, I am also an Allen Robinson owner. It's nice to meet you. Pleasure to be your acquaintance. Yes. Uh, also, David Montgomery, it's uh, worth monitoring his status, whether he clears uh, concussion protocol, was it? Yes. Yes. All right, so no matter who starts for the Bears, are they starting in fantasy? No. Absolutely 100% not. That's easy enough. Yeah, no way. 
And for the running backs, if David Montgomery plays. Five. And Cordero Patterson. Three. If Montgomery plays, if he doesn't play, five. Yeah. And then uh, the receivers. Al Robinson. Seven. Anthony Miller. Five. John O'Mooney. Five. And uh, Jimmy Graham. Four. Cole Komet. One. All right. And for the Packers, this is an interesting situation. I don't want to be – I'm not – personally, since I own Aaron Rodgers, speaking from experience, I'm not really going to bench Aaron Rodgers in this situation. I'm starting him. I am too. It's either him or Big Ben. That – yeah. I'm going with the whole matchup. So, cross my fingers, hope for the best. I'm starting at Rodgers too because my option is Matt Ryan and there's no fucking way. I'm doing that again. Yeah, no, no thanks. Uh, but for other people, is he more like an eight or a nine on your starter meter? No, he's like a six. Okay. Like a six. I mean, the Bears are still good, like defensively. I can tell you I'd rather, I'd rather start Derek Carr over Rodgers. Oh, yeah. I would too. Yeah. That's a crazy sentence, but yes. I would rather start Derek Carr over Rodgers. And uh, the running game, Aaron Jones. Eight. Jamal Williams. Four. Is A.J. Dillon going to get any looks in this game, you think? No. Probably not. No. And at receiver, Devontae Adams. Ten. Alan Lazard. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Yes. I'm going to say Devontae Adams scores. Okay. Well, that's probably – it's not – a completely safe bet, but it's probably going to happen. Devontae Adams will score. It would not shock me if that is the case. It shouldn't. Fantasy Pros has Devontae Adams as their number one receiver. Yep, he's my number one as well. And with that, so Alan Lazard also? Four. Marquez Valdez-Scanling? Five. Nobody really else at receiver. Robert Tunyon at tight end. Six. Okay. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of players that are a lot of startable fantasy players in this matchup. Yep. But I still wish that this was, this matchup was at four o'clock and not, uh, and they switched with Kansas city and Tampa Bay. Agreed. Agreed. Anyway, uh, usual schedule. For next week, except for next Tuesday, where we'll be doing our trade deadline show in addition to the waiver show, which should be very exciting. Right. The trade deadline The trade deadline show will be recorded on Tuesday and will be released Wednesday. Yep. And so with that in mind, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of not only the Fantasy Show, but the Vanilla Basement Talk Podcast, uh, the debate, our new segment, and also the Basement Talk Podcast Quizitational. And those are all on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Amazon Music. So for my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I am Adam Castor, and we will talk to you next time on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bye-bye.